Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill Hitler? Would I take the promotion at work with strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? Amanda. And you're listening to The, the Big, Big Ones. Ones. Molly. Each week we discuss new ethical questions ranging from historical decisions to relationship problems to brain-busting moral questions. The questions can be complicated to discuss, but they're always fun to talk about because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside <laughs> yourself. Will you like what you see? Molly, Molly Hockey. Was I not supposed to join in on the big ones? You can do whatever you want. When did is that in the beginning or the end? At the end, you can oh. say it with us. But in the, in the beginning, Mario, can you edit that out? <laughs> no, I won't. Is there a spider over there? Is that no, no, no? It it's a, a it's a little fly. fly. I thought it was a spider. I just joined in on the ones part. You said That's yeah, okay. the big ones. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, fine with us. Well, you know the reason why you joined in is because you're actually a return guest, I am. and yes. so you knew. That that's something we all say also together. Also, a listener, a long time listener. Oh, first time caller. Yeah, second time caller. That's right. <laughs> Hold on, guys, one second. You're gonna like this. Ooh, <sighs> that's my Lacroix. Uh, so you guys know Molly Hockey from doing uh, her bat. Uh, she did her own rendition of The Bachelor. What did you call that? Just The Bachelor. I called it Molly from The Bachelor. Molly from The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. She's on Mad Men. <laughs> uh, you can also catch her on uh, a, one of our seasons of the big ones. Yes, she's season on one. Ghost Girls, mm. and mm. she's got her own podcast. Is that now. a drum roll? Uh, yeah, it was something. I'm not sure what it was, mm. but it was either a, uh, an alarm clock, an alarm clock, a drum roll, or um. A phone ringing. Oh, yeah, phone. Oh, yeah, that's good. And it's called Spermcast. <laughs> that's my podcast. It's great, guys. Um, it's really good. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. And Amanda's the producer on it. Mm-hmm. I'm helping out. And Molly, why don't you tell us a little bit about what it well, is? Well, sure. Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she's a pistol shrimp. I don't oh, yeah. Know. yeah. Duh. I'm a pistol shrimp. Um, Spermcast is basically my personal quest for a sperm donor and uh, some growth. Um, so in each interview, I'm sorry, in each episode, I interview a potential sperm donor, but I also cut away to, uh, interviews with some experts or just Amanda or my mom, <laughs> uh, Amanda. some Firm inner, expert. inner monologue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I like those cutaways a lot when you go, when you like say something and then you like get out of it and then it's Molly in the present going like, okay, we just said that all births happen between May and June. And that's wrong. Yeah, so let me look it up. La- <laughs> they yeah. happen all year round. Yeah. I, God, can you imagine if we were able to do those cutaways with this podcast? We'd always oh be God. correcting ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's too much work. Thinking of that is too much work. I know. Well, Molly puts in hundreds of hours of work on each a episode. A thousand hours a week. It's really, it's really crazy, but it's so fun. And please, if you're a Big Ones fan, you're going to love Spermcast. We are begging you. Molly is on her hands and knees begging you to listen. I am begging you because at the end of this, I am going to inseminate myself. It is a funny uh, podcast. It's comedic, but it's very real and very hard. That was not a cry. That was a... You do hear Molly cry throughout, I do cry. (laughs) Yeah, we have Um, a cry cry meter that I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's a heartfelt... It's a real sentimental journey. It's great. um, It's... uh, It's... 
It's really nice. And if any of you guys go and take a listen and want to contact Molly in any way, you can email us at the big ones podcast at gmail.com. Ooh, or you can email me at sperm no, cat. No, okay. so. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You can email any. What's the sperm? Spermcast at gmail. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. So back to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Molly, you've been here before, so you know the drill. Oh, yeah. But there may be a new listener, maybe in San Namibia, Pasquale. Wow. San Pasquale, that's here. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Wait, where is San Pasquale? Uh, There's the San Pasquale stables, uh, the horses that are um, down the hill. Amit is so, like... (laughs) confused and upset right now saying, i was saying just a random place that a new listener may be in san pasquale but where is san pasquale it's i think it's somewhere in the, you know it's like 30 minutes away oh I where are the stables the stables are about? literally like down the block oh, oh that's why you're confused there may be a listener yeah. down the street that's fine i mean oh or someone <laughs> in in niberia oh i said namibia say? Namibia is Nigeria a place? No, Iberia. Nigeria. Oh, Iberia. Yeah. If you're from Iberia, Nigeria, <laughs> uh, Nairobi, uh, Namibia, mm-hmm. um, or Nick Narnia or San Pasquale. <laughs> hey, all you new Narnia listeners, shout out. <laughs> um, we like to ask our guests if they have any little moral dilemmas that we call little big ones that they need our help with because we are morality expert maria can i just say you are killing it today what there are words like flowing out of you like i've never seen you nailed your intro you did nail the intro i know that and you're just like keeping this ship on course i've like i've never (laughs) seen oh yeah she is she's really like uh, laying out like and you can reach out to molly at this and that i know are you on something no i'm not and i'm i think i'm just speaking of being on a ship I mean, my ship's sinking, and I, I, I got two s- sailors with me now, and I'm going, let's get this baby above water. Let's go. You seem oh, okay. very clear-headed. I went to bed at 10 last night. Wow, okay. And then I woke up. I, I had some coffee. I mean, I'm really uh, sober as a, as a snake. snake. But uh, <laughs> you are so clear-headed. I'm filled with brain fog because we've just come off of a Palm Springs weekend, the yeah. three of us. Mm-hmm. We, uh, a shrimpcation, our basketball team. Mm-hmm had a getaway and um i think i'm still kind of recovering from the sun and the wine spritzers but (laughs) anyway i mean i'm I'm giving you a compliment a lot of times i am in a brain fog and i can't think of words and i'm sure i think i'm just in a bubble right now Mm. uh and soon i'll be floating high i'm floating kind of at our level right now and soon i'll be too high and you'll have to come get me Mm. you're very clear-headed and it's um uh it's frightening I like it. I like it. It might be because I'm here. She likes yeah, my presence. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's you, a very, you have a very different presence from Amanda. Welcoming. <laughs> Better? Hey. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I did never get you your water. I know. <laughs> but also, you could have helped yourself. Well. Yeah. Is it too late? No, it's not too late, but I don't need it. I'll uh, get it myself when some someone starts talking. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to Molly's little big one. Oh, my little big one. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It's a little... Uh, it's like a sensitive topic, kind of. Okay, That's but can I like. say this? That you cannot. I will give the you details. Cannot, yeah, you cannot. Yeah, I'm not going to pull a Ben because people. No. I was all for Ben not giving his details, but the listeners have spoken, and if they don't get the juice, they don't want the smoothie. Got oh you. I'm giving God. you the juice. 
Maria. <laughs> right. She's on fire. I know. It's so frightening. <laughs> um, yeah. The, I was actually so irritated by that. And I love Ben and I loved, you know, his yes. episode. But I, I found that to be upsetting. No, I was not irritated by it. I thought it was fine. You thought it was fun mm-hmm. or fine? Fine and fun. Okay, All fine right. and fun. Yeah. So we're but we're gonna get some juicy deets. Okay, it's not that exciting. Okay, basically I'm making some videos for a company for Instagram, right? And um they want to cast people that are that have belly fat. Oh my god! Wait, wait! Uh, now my brain fog's kicking in. What are you talking about? Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can give details. It's not a big deal. Um, it's a fun little. I'm making some fun videos for cool sculpting. Fun little. Does that work? I don't know. I've never done it. I'm sure it. Uh, I've heard it works actually. Yeah. Um. So they. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be making some little 10 second Instagram videos for them and they need women in their thirties, forties or fifties, um, to do funny scenarios that involve their belly fat. Do they get free cool sculpting? No, I'm going to pay them. Okay. The problem is that I don't know how to approach people to ask them if they want to do it. Like I want to ask my friends. But um, not everyone have belly fat, though. I mean, I I certainly I'm doing one of the videos and I'm a trim girl, but I've got plenty of belly. fat. I don't know a single person. Okay, I know like three people that have like wash. Okay, I know zero people who have washboard abs. Well, yeah, but what level of belly fat? Jesse and Angela wouldn't be able to. But they're petite girls. You got to get petite girls out of the way because they're not going to be good for you. Well, this is the thing. I'm trying to figure out what level of belly fat. I is is good for this company because I don't think that they want too much because then the person in the thing it's not a aspirational product. Right, but I think people mm. want that cash. And if you've got cash, people are like, sure. Also, how much cash we talk? But about? I don't want to reject people who have too much belly fat. You know what I'm yes. saying? So you need to target people asking, yeah. But I put an, a thing on Facebook last night. Oh, you did. Oh, tell me, yeah. And I, I just, I, I'm getting some people submitting to me via email and I, I don't, I've never cast something before. I don't want to turn people down. I don't want to say like, sorry, you're not, you don't have enough belly fat or sorry, you don't, you're, you have too much belly fat. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there a way to not even talk? So you don't look aspirational. What are the videos that going to be like people with just bras on doing stuff? Like no, like um, their thing, their campaign is like cool, not cool. Um, so like stupid things that um, women, the r- ridiculous things that women do to get rid of their belly fat. Uh-huh. And cool so <laughs> that's that's the good one. No, but like let's say the I, I made them like a sample video of myself. I rubbed honey all over my my belly fat, and then I got chased by bees. And I screamed and I dropped my, I threw my phone and. But you you don't have belly fat. I do. Okay. What, Molly, what I think you're saying is you just want funny actors to wear bathing suits and do some funny things. (laughs) Because I think you're saying like belly fat is, uh, is a prerequisite when in reality, everyone's going to have a little something in there unless, you know, there are a few people. So just like hire your funny friends that don't mind being in a bathing suit and be like, this is for cool sculpt. I don't think you have belly fat. Girl, you haven't seen. And and you haven't told me the price yet, so I will neither. I've got like 50 bucks for also, you. No, 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 no. Also, <laughs> everyone has, you can make belly fat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I mean, I've got 
It's all right here. Everyone's Everyone is it. able to kind of pull a piece of fat off their tummy unless they're, you know. Yeah, I think you're looking at, Molly, I think you're looking at it the wrong way. I think you're putting it in as like, I oh, make things awkward. That is what I do. But I think you're, put, I think you just need girls who don't mind showing their midriff. That's what I think, too. And I think that you are being mm. overly sensitive. I actually think that. But what if somebody has too much? What well, do I you say? don't just don't you don't have to address it. You don't have to give people a reason why you're not using them. I think you don't have to write back to people's submissions right away. So find the girls that you want to use. How many mm-hmm. people do you need? Like four. OK, so target the girls you want. And once you confirm those right back to the people who you don't want to use and be like, thank you so much. I filled the spots. Love you, though. Okay. Yeah. They don't what need if a reason. to this and they hear this, they're going to know. Well, they, I'm but, sorry, but a guy. lot of people, you, even if you have too much belly fat and Molly didn't choose you, then you know what? You call Cool Sculpt and you say, I want to make my own video. Exactly, because I would want them in my videos. It's, right. I think that Cool Sculpting doesn't want What them. were the Cool Sculpt um, requirements? I don't know. I just emailed them last night to just double check. <laughs> so it's you that you're the one saying they have I'm, too much. I'm scared of disappointing. I, I'm trying to figure out. No, they did tell me one time over the phone. Um, the ad agency told me over the phone, not cool sculpting. The ad agency told me what they were looking for. And I'm pretty sure that they said, like, not too big. Um, well, that's, you know, that's what all it's Hollywood. They yeah. want ugly, but not too ugly. But I, what I think they're looking for, honestly, is like upscale looking moms that are like trim, but just have a tiny bit of belly fat that they. Yeah, they want people that aren't. But it, I just felt like it's such an an asshole writing that on Facebook last night. So I wrote like a long convoluted post about what I needed. And ugh, Molly, I, think I just what make things awkward is you figure out like if, if any of your friends, not me included, I'm not doing anything for $50 and that costs <laughs> anything. I'm not doing anything for $50 because yes, I need the $50, but no, um, <laughs> but you get your friends and you just go, we're doing these videos for cool sculpt and People know they don't have washboard abs. Yeah, I think women are pretty open about their belly fat. But this is also an interesting thing, like in this industry as a whole, like a lot of the roles you're going to get are dependent on what you look like. Mm -hmm. And that's if you're if you look good or sometimes your flaw can lead to opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I actually think that that's when that happens. It's not embarrassing. It's amazing. So mm-hmm. it's like if if anyone were to be like, oh, well, we need like a five seven blonde who's got thin arms and legs and kind of like no waistline and like <laughs> we'll get you a know, man gets bloated and no, I no, would no. see that Let's breakdown. Get Maria <laughs> uh, yeah, oh no, <laughs> I'd see that breakdown and I wouldn't go. Oh man, I got I'm going in for this audition. I'd yeah. go, wow, that's me. <laughs> I'm gonna oh boy, I'm gonna get this one. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Have you guys ever had an audition that you had to go in for that was like not? like pretty but not too pretty oh i think i've gotten not pretty mcdonald's commercial like not definitely not pretty for mcdonald's when i used to do commercial auditions i've gotten definitely not pretty um i love getting those auditions my favorite one i got and then i booked was and i'm 39 now i booked this when i was 38 yeah i was 38 and it was a woman in her 40s looks much older hardened by life (laughs) (laughs) which uh show was that Longmire. Longmire. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. see. It was so fun, though. I got to not be funny, and I was oh, grumpy. That's great. It's great. And that's how I would feel about doing a belly fat commercial. I would say, I- finally, I can wake up and eat whatever I want for breakfast. Yes. I don't, I can, they want my belly to look big. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But to their gain. 
Yeah. Are you saying you want to be in this? Well, but my fat <laughs> isn't where other people's, my fat's in the wrong spot on my belly. You're also blonde like me and I don't want to do too many blondes. She can wear a wig. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I can. Or a baseball cap. Backwards. <laughs> I think you're fine. I think people. They get it. Mm-hmm. They get it. Don't be too thin. Just as long as you don't. Basically, just don't advertise from now on like, hey, I'm looking for a certain kind of belly fat. Just take that. (laughs) But Molly, you should just ask friends who you think have the right amount of belly fat to do it. And they won't be offended. No. Okay. I thought they would be offended. Because you don't look at it as belly fat. Just be like, I need like girls that... Don't mind showing their midriff because we all have belly fat. That's all you need to do is like... God, it's so simple. Yeah, just girls who don't mind being in a bikini and running around or whatever. Just say I'm doing these little cool sculpt. People know what cool sculpting is. I'm doing a cool sculpting spot um, about you know, and I need girls who don't mind showing their midriff. Do you have a couple hours? I'll give you fifty bucks. People <laughs> it's are only like, yeah, thirty minutes. Oh, yeah, girl, yeah. And honestly, I would do if that. they get upset <laughs> at you saying that, then maybe that will be their determination to start going to the gym again. <laughs> Although a belly fat, I swear to God, it's all diet. It yeah, is. It is. It is. The only diet. time I've had a flat tummy is when I've been super ill. <laughs> I yeah it's, uh, yeah. Mm. The only time I did was I almost had abs before the wedding, but mm. um, not anymore. What stopped? What you were so close? What stopped you? I think it's genetics, honestly, because I was mm. like eating really lean and clean and working out a lot, and I had like a little bit of definition, but I don't think my body can really build that kind of muscle there. Abs aren't even in anymore, to be honest. Like they were in like the early two thousands, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't. I don't need those. Oh no, no one needs that. No, mm. I don't think so. No, I just don't want to have too much pinching happening in my pants. I always want to be what's comfortable. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, yes, those high waisted pants don't help do any help. I, I actually prefer those because sure, not look wise, comfortableness wise. You prefer that. Ay, ay, ay. Now, this is another big one, huh? Because a low cut, you're <laughs> below the belly fat. I know. I High-waisted pants, I all... The thing is, is like, I... My belly is my problem area. Mm. I also am, like, sensitive to a lot of different types of foods. And so I don't know. My stomach could be one size in the morning, and then by the end of the day, it's 10 times that size. Wow. Even if I... <laughs> That's a big, that's a lot. Ten times as wide as you are. Oh I blew up like that big blueberry at the chocolate factory. Oh no, Violet. Yeah, Matt rolls you around. You Violet, you're you. Violet, Violet. Yeah. Blueberry at the chocolate factory. <laughs> but women comes in all, women's comes in all different sizes. They do. Shapes, sizes, attitudes. Yeah. Definitely attitudes. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, thanks for make, helping me figure that out. That uh I don't I, I'm still awkward. I'm still awkward. You are overthinking. I overthink everything. Mm-hmm. You have the money in this situation. You have the power and <laughs> you got to just take control of the situation. Go, this is what it is. <sighs> You guys are all actors. You get it. If you take offense yeah. to this, it's not on me. Because you're not putting out any language that's like shaming people. You're just going, listen, I have a job to do. Yeah. I need your help. Yeah. Okay, fine. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> you? <laughs> no way. <laughs> maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Not today. <laughs> okay, guys, let's get to our big, big one. Um, now, because Molly's here, we have a very special episode. Um, so we're going to get into a um, dilemma that I think Molly will be particularly knowledgeable about. So here's our dilemma. 
Should a child born from donor sperm or egg have an absolute right to know the identity of the parent? I'm going to say no. You don't think so? If the donor signed away, like signed a contract that said that they would remain anonymous, then that's their choice. Right. But is that is that fair to the kid? I think that I'm just asking that. That's just that's not Maria talking. That's my um, legal representative. <laughs> <laughs> but then the guy shouldn't donate sperm to begin with if he's wait. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Um, is it fair to the kid? I think that it, when you're getting sperm from a sperm bank, you know all of the genetic history of the father. You don't need to know who that person is as a human being to know your gen- your biological background yeah i guess you could think about it and i don't really i'm not really familiar with the like legal um like the laws about this or anything but i I think it you know as a kid you have a need to like know who your biological parents are like you that is going to come up for you in your quest for identity when you reach a certain age but as far as any sort of legal right i mean there are people there are couples who have kids and then divorce or split up and the dad you know or the mom or whoever like leaves the family and the other parent says your dad or your mom is dead even though they're still alive and that's not illegal right well what i think is like i think the mom needs to make the decision um or or it doesn't have to be a mom it could be like a a gay dad or something Mm -hmm. but anyway the parent who um, acquires the sperm needs to make a decision when they're getting it. They can choose sperm that from a donor who wishes to remain anonymous in perpetuity or who allows their identity to be released when the child turns 18. Oh. So, so in America, since Molly has researched this subject yeah. pretty extensively, you when you go to a sperm bank, you have the option to... Um, have an anonymous donor that will forever stay anonymous mm-hmm. um, or to pick someone whose information they are okay with it being released to the child at 18 at not 18. before. Okay. Interesting. Is that now with adoptions, kids go and look for their biological parents all the time, even though is that kind of like do, do adoptive uh, do biological parents sign, sign away, Basically, is there anything legally that adoptive parents ever can do that go like, my kids can't find me? I don't know about adoption, but I feel like I think I'm going to completely guess right now that when a child is 18 that they're allowed to get that information. But I have no idea. (laughs) I don't know why I'm even thinking that. Hmm. Hmm. But, yeah, I do think it is the parent's responsibility to make that decision. Like if I if I were to get if I end up getting somebody from a sperm bank, then I would want them to be the kind that releases their identity at eighteen. Okay, so that's an important to you. I, I think so, based on w- one of my previous interviews with um, somebody named Alex. Um, he was just saying he doesn't want to be an anonymous donor because he doesn't want to deprive their a, a child of you know knowing the identity of their father. Yeah, now and it makes makes sense to me. And now also looking at this from like the perspective of the let's just say sperm donor um, is kind of interesting too because I think a lot of sperm banks they're kind of targeting like younger men. I just feel like it's it's like more natural that for younger men like who need cash like yeah. college students mm-hmm. and stuff like is that 
moral to do like to have young men who haven't fully thought about their future and what this could mean potentially for them like once they are older and in a relationship getting married like having kids of their own um like is is that okay to target young people i don't know to give sperm (laughs) i don't think no i mean i think no what i i don't i don't think that's right to target to to target young people i mean what's the age people can donate at 18 is that what the? i actually don't know yeah i think it's 18 i mean i don't know now when you say in perpetuity that means that they do give up no they they never give up give up their name right yeah i don't know why i used that word i could have just said never give it up (laughs) but the people who do give up their name their rights are still so they still no matter any time in the kid's life they'll never be responsible for right. that kid ever even right. if the kid finds them and basic so they they never yeah. have any rights toward that kid yeah well they the kid won't have the the kid will be an adult by the time they're 18 so they wouldn't can't claim what responsibility. if the kid found them before he was 18 on his own i don't know how that's i mean i don't know i would say no they don't because i could find they, but i'm saying i could find <laughs> if i was a kid you? I'd find have my ways. I've internet. <laughs> I'd uh I think I I think I'd be able to find I mean, my, my one purpose. thing that we've discovered um is that they don't give they don't show pictures of the men as adults and that's so, you know, in case you run into them at a Starbucks, right. you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, you're my you're the sperm donor that I used for my baby that I'm pregnant with right now." Sperm donor? I have an iced <laughs> mocha for sperm donor. This is actually really interesting to me that they yeah. don't use photos of them as adults. Mm-hmm. Now, Wait, yeah. Hold on. Now I have a question. Um do you think I don't this is a little more broad or whatever, but do you think you're depriving a kid of in your case mm-hmm. if having a father knowing that there is a father out there or someone that would would have that role like do you is is that morally correct to you know have a sperm donor you kind of know i guess what in your case you don't want to do the the bank the sperm bank oh no i'm okay with that i just haven't gotten to that point yet do you think that getting uh sperm from a sperm bank and then the the kid growing up without having a uh any idea of who their father is, is that depriving the kid of anything? That's a good question. I didn't really think about it from the kid's perspective. And I guess, yes, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that is like, I don't know. But then it gets into the territory of like, well, what about like gay people having kids? Like, and they have two moms or two dads or kids from divorced families or kids with one parent incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, there's lots of situations where kids grow up in homes and they have single parents. Yeah, but that, yeah. But and she's I guess- asked, but you're asking about depriving the kid. Right. If I so, were to choose somebody I know, as opposed to an anonymous person, the kid wouldn't have 18 years of question marks. Right. Interesting. I see, which which is probably a plus yeah, for, for go, getting a someone. known sperm donor. Yeah. Um, but then again, but with in your case, if you do get a known sperm donor, someone you know, you wouldn't uh, want that person to be really in contact with the kid. Oh, no, I don't care if they're in contact. They just don't have any parental rights. So they would sign over all their rights. But the kid can know that's your sperm donor? Yeah. Okay. All right. So they can go, but 
you know, knowing that the kid will go to the father and be like, hey, you're my, like, I'm sure the kid will feel some connection to that person. Yeah, but maybe. No, no, no. Especially if they're I mean, around. I think around. I would be as open as possible with the kid and I think my kid will be very well adjusted. <laughs> so yeah. it wouldn't be like a, a dirty secret and I don't think, you know. <clears throat> right. I, I think. I'm just, mm. what are, what do you think are the benefits of of doing it with someone you know as opposed to I think that is a good one that's a good benefit that that the kid won't have that void there until they're 18 but um it does add complications um knowing the sperm donor a lot of complications but then complications for you knowing the sperm donor complications for the kid if it's from a bank yes right Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Because then, but it's also complicated for the kid if he has a confusing relationship with this uncle, mm-hmm. uncle, uncle, <laughs> an Moisha. uncle type, uncle Moisha, uncle Moisha. How come yeah. uncle Moisha looks so much like me? Because <laughs> he's your uncle. <laughs> um, yeah, but then getting somebody from a sperm bank. Um, what was I going to say? I have a question. What? What? Okay, this is just kind of, I just thought of this in my head. So you have... Where else would you think of it? (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes my feet come up with some really interesting questions. What if you have, what if you have a friend, your name's Linda, and then your friend uh, Joshua, you're like, I want to use your sperm for a kid. You have no rights Wait, who am I? You're Linda. You go to Joshua. You have no rights. I just want your sperm. Joshua's fine. He's like got a girlfriend, whatever. He's cool. Mm -hmm. He gives you his sperm. You have a baby and he lives, you know, a couple towns away. Your kid gets sick and the only person that can donate a kidney to your Mm -hmm. kid Mm -hmm. that you know is Joshua because they have the same blood type. Mm-hmm. Now, do you? Is it right for you to ask Joshua for that kidney, or and is it Joshua's responsibility to give that kid his kidney? That's pretty good. Huh? It's not yeah. Joshua's responsibility. It's not his legal responsibility. Morally, is he it his will feel he will feel it's his responsibility. But it would be wrong of me to make him feel that it was his responsibility mm-hmm. i could ask would you ask i probably would if my if my kid is in trouble would but you ask I would, amanda but um, i would try to find another option um i, I think well i i do think that um if there were no other options right. yes but i know that there would be other options probably well, let's just say there aren't. Let's say that he's a rare. Let's just say it's rare. This is a rare case. Right. I would ask and I would offer to compensate financially is what I would do. Now, this is actually you. Can- and, but it's so weird. It's like asking for um, a favor f- from somebody you don't want any ties to. Yeah. It's so hard. I know. Because then it would change the whole I have that dynamic. in my life all the time where I want to ask like ask things of people who I don't really want to be in contact with anymore <laughs> right. or something. I know. Right. I'm like, oh, should I do it? It would be so easy. But, but is, no. yeah. <clears throat> well, this is also interesting because it's, it's kind of parallel, like since you brought up organ donation also, it's like um, 
just this um, the bigger question of the right to knowledge versus the right to privacy. So mm-hmm. as far as like when you get an organ transplant, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people you can either if you're an organ donor, you can choose to remain anonymous oh. or the family can choose to have that information be available to the recipient wow. of the organ. Well, this reminds me of a movie called Return to Me. Have you seen it? No. Um, yes. It's oh. a very... Molly sounds sad. I don't know if it's sad, but it sure is romantic. I love romance. You haven't seen Return to it's, Me? I don't know. It's, I don't like, think so. it's a romantic comedy starring the gorgeous David Duchovny. Oh no, he's not handsome. What? Okay, I am Molly, not attracted to him. Molly, what? You need to see this movie. Oh no, he's it's, gross. <laughs> David Duchovny is gross. That's Molly, the guy from now the X Files. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not my not my type. Molly, you're blowing my mind. What are you talking about? He's charming as hell. David um, Duchovny, colon, charming as I hell. I mean, we have a lot of things we don't agree on with, you know. I, uh, I, I don't I, actually no, find him that well, attractive. Okay, I'm getting up to look. Hold you on. are looking at a picture of him. Now put him in motion. And no, you, he's not. No, Molly, you put him in motion and he's got charm. He's, I get what you're saying, that he looks like a dead face right now. But when you put him in motion, he comes alive. Guys. Yeah, I don't know about that. He comes face. alive. Are you kidding? Yeah, I can see what Maria's saying about. Put him just Amanda. Go to YouTube and just type in like Dave. T- put in put in the Return to Me trailer. Okay. Now this movie is about organ donation, and it's it it's about him and Minnie Driver. It's written by Bonnie Hunt, and it is funny. It I is, love Bonnie Hunt. Oh my God, she's the best. Finally, my grandson. She's in it as well. I love her, and she um. Sorry, a pork commercial came on. <laughs> okay, Molly, look. This is you're gonna see some charm you've never seen. Oh, I want to see this. It's so good. Grace, come on, you can hardly see it anymore. I just don't know questions, yeah. No one's going to notice your chest. <laughs> she had a scar. What organ did she have? Her heart transplant. This is my friend Bob. His wife is dead. No, no. Oh my God, he's got chills. <laughs> because you saw David's I, oh, face. Because you saw. He's a terrific guy. In fact, he had a transplant too. Well, I'm still in a little pain, but uh, look how natural it looks. He's got had a hair transplant. Boy, Ew. That's the thing. I got somebody for you. She's got a great body. Okay. I just saw a glimpse of Duchovny and I can't believe it. He's cute. He's he cute is enough. so cute. He Thank is. you. Oh my god. This is a very long trailer. It's so nice. No, you won't. They're going bowling now, and he's dancing. She's in the tub. Don't shake your legs. Why? Then you definitely won't let it go too far. Yes, Bonnie. <laughs> That's true. I wear ugly under- underwear when I don't want it to go in yeah. the right direction. All women play just real. Hey, kids. Sammy Sosa. This is all fun. You're just going to tell him. Oh, just- how, how do I tell him? just Bob? Yeah, I, I had a heart... Warming dream about you. They're kissing. I don't 
He's married? <laughs> okay, so, I mean, Molly, you gotta watch that movie. It is. I mean, I, I know how it ends now. She tells him that he's got, she's got his wife's heart, and yeah. then they get together. Okay, Thanks, well. long trailer. <laughs> but you gotta see it. And do you see what I mean about Duchovny now? Yeah, but that was, what, 94? Okay, no, it was like 99. Well, and- I mean, it's been 20 years. He does not look good. I have to pee real quick. I'll let you guys continue talking. Moral of the story is it's a heartwarming movie, mm-hmm. literally. I mean, I got chills you in that first moment. It. You have to see it. What and a story. Anyway- it's so it's so nice. It's cheesy, but that's what. But it's just nice. No, well, so so th- what about the organ donor thing? Do you want to know who gave you your organ? Well, I'm just a curious person in general. So, like, if anything was ever like kept a secret from me, or like if I I, I would never want to keep a secret from someone because I don't think I could. And then also. I, as a curious person, could never be satisfied with being like, you'll never know this. Yeah, you just always wonder. I know, I need to know it, and and I'll go looking for it, because yeah. it'll be fun for me. Now, if you're on your, um, if you're, like, dying, mm-hmm. and, um, oh, wait, how did Minnie Driver find out about the wife? Well, I'm not going to tell you, though. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> um, so, let's say you're dying, and... Uh, you need a new pancreas. Is that something you die from? No, I Pancre- think you can oh, live you could, without no, your No, that's pancreas. your spleen. Um, I think you, you need a pancreas. Live. Oh, shit. Okay, I can live without it. How about a liver? Let's just say you're dying and you need a new liver. And But see, nobody else could... Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you... They they say, oh, we've got a liver for you. And you say, okay, but am I going to be able to know who the donor is? And then, <laughs> no. and then they say, no. Then forget it. And then they say, I'm going to wait for one where no, I get to know no, the no, donor. No, 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 I'm not okay. doing that. What I'm saying is you give me the liver. No, I guess that's a little different. I guess that's a little different. I think it, it is different. But I, I think in general, you have to err on the side of privacy. Because I, I think yeah. that like almost always supersedes someone's desire for knowledge is the person, the giver's desire for privacy has to come first, I feel like. Yeah. If that was part of the I deal. I mean, that's their right. Yeah, that's, that's their right. They, but then, okay, so if that person, okay, so say it was someone that gave, the, so going back to the sperm donor thing, he signed, Joshua signed a thing, you will never contact me, this is a, uh, you, you, mm-hmm. you, Linda have signed away all he signed away all his rights to you mm. and he only gives you the sperm in it, w- with the agreement that you will not contact him and the kid will not contact him until he's 18 and wants to find him if so now you need your kid is it's 24 hours until your kid is it's it's now or never he needs this thing I mean it could even oh be and like, I know who the donor is yes this is like a <clears throat> yes okay I, well, I wouldn't end up in this scenario. <laughs> Why? Because I wouldn't. You I, can't say that, I, well, Amanda. This is a loophole. Yeah, no loopholes. Oh, okay, okay. And I we just can all don't say this. That, okay, but in my scenario, in my life right now, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get a donor that I know, and then have to keep an eighteen-year-year secret from my child. That would be too difficult for me. But if I go to a sperm bank, I don't know who that person is either. But if you're getting it from someone that says, hey, I'm going to start my own family over here. You can have my sperm. You can tell you can tell the kid that we're fan or I don't know. No, no, no. I'm saying in this situation, in this situation. OK, 
this guy says, here's my sperm, but I give up entire responsibility completely. But you know he is the only way because he's the only one that has the same blood type or marrow or something that your kid has. Now, your kid needs that. Do you contact the guy? Yeah. You have to. Have yeah. To because my kid's going to die. So what else am I going to do? Right. But now you've put the guy in a situation of... Yeah. Yeah. And he has to give... He doesn't have to. He, he can do whatever you're he wants. You're putting him in a but he rock should. in a hard place. Because I mean, I'm already putting a bunch of people in, in, <laughs> in, a, in a rock, <laughs> between a rock and a hard place. I mean, just by asking them for their sperm to begin with. But yeah, no, you're right. I am putting this person in a terrible, terrible position and making them make a decision that they're going to, you know, regret for the rest of their life or I get as a mother, you think have about to for ask. the rest of their life. I get as a mother, you have to ask, but it is wrong. It is wrong to ask. Yeah, I think so. And that's hard. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's wrong to ask because you're just asking. Mm, no, you're putting something on. You're it's you before are, before the guys before the kid is eighteen. Y- yeah, the kid's like three. I think oh. it's wrong to drug them and take it against drug their will. Them. Like if you <laughs> what? I think it would be wrong for you to sneak in there, drug them, and then they wake up in a bathtub of ice with their organ missing you've never heard of this maria no you know there's a black market for organs organs yeah this is this is how they do it that's a good scary movie idea someone that goes into people's houses during the night drugs them and they all wake up in bathtubs full of ice with their kidneys missing yeah i think that's already probably a movie i think i think it's definitely i've seen it in movies (laughs) oh yeah you know, it's interesting, though, if you receive an organ, you, you can write a letter to the donor's family if mm. it's important to you um, mm. to make contact with them. You can you're able to like have a write a thank you note mm-hmm. and stuff, but um, they don't have any responsibility to respond to you. What are you most scared about your kid asking you in, res- in as Molly when you have a kid and he has a, or she has a sperm donor I guess when I I don't know um, at what point do you tell your child the truth about you know where they came from yeah right? that's interesting yeah that is interesting so when I get to that point I'll have to you know really uh, do some research. a lot of people what they did <laughs> yeah yeah what the best thing is are there any other like moral things that have come up like about um well because i know that you had brought up the other day molly that um about like the egg freezing ethics the ethics about egg mm-hmm. freezing which is something i'm really interested and I didn't in know there was an ethical dilemma with there egg isn't freezing. really it's it's more of a like a societal question there's a woman at some point something called the society of genetics and ethics and she wanted to talk to me about egg freezing because it's such a huge industry now and oh. doctors she i think her stance is that um that there's not a ton of research about it it's a new science and mm-hmm. that doctors are sort of taking advantage of the public and sort of they're advertising to younger women younger and younger and and they don't really um tell the women that they don't know if this will end up you'll end up having viable eggs or viable embryos later on right and a lot of women are freezing their eggs and pushing their reproductive schedule Mm -hmm. like pushing it back um but they don't there's no like i don't know it's not really a full science yet so yeah and i think also something that i read um, a little bit earlier was um an ethical dilemma about 
the fact that egg freezing is kind of like a band-aid for a bigger societal problem mm-hmm. that is that workplaces aren't supporting women having children and there's not enough like maternity leave and there's oh, not yeah. enough infrastructure yeah. in wor- workplaces to like foster families and stuff. So I think that's, that's such an important thing that because I think that if when we were in Sweden, remember the the mom we were staying with was saying how how like their maternity leave is like months, isn't it? Like they like really are um, adapt like they adapt to like a woman's schedule basically. Mm-hmm. And if the workplace was more of a place where like kids could come in with a mother during the workday, and there was like. Um, child care at the workplace where you know the mom could come in and out and be there for the kid that I mean I think that's such a better scenario than a woman having to choose between work and mm-hmm. yeah because now companies are sometimes covering for women to freeze their eggs yeah like, like google and it. facebook and that's, a that's bunch weird of to me. a lot of silicon valley places are are covering egg freezing and that's stuff wrong. so See, that they're I women it, so that their female workers that's won't problematic. get pregnant to me that's super yeah. problematic well i think it's in some ways it i would love nice. it if somebody if i was insured no, for that but i nice. it's not nice it's not nice at all because you're giving a, the what you were just saying is you're but giving, you are it's see there's two sides to it because there's this ethical question but for me i i don't know if you heard andy's episode but mm-hmm. like that that like release of that pressure that i've had my whole life when i froze Mo- my molly eggs. froze her eggs a couple of years ago yeah or, i froze yeah. my eggs a couple of years ago but you didn't felt, do that for work reasons you did that i yeah partially i guess but you want it's not that the difference between you and someone working in silicon valley is you've got these women who are working who are working every day all day and then their companies are going continue to work continue to get ahead we'll freeze your eggs and when you know you get to a place you're satisfied with then you can have the baby as opposed to you molly who's an actor in hollywood who's Mm. going to be struggling on and off for the rest of her life as Mm -hmm. anyone in this industry is going and and you having not settled down yet and and not at a basically it's someone going work like continue working continue doing what you're Mm -hmm. doing and and we'll cover you until well wouldn't it be best then to have both of those things to be covered insurance wise for the procedures but also to have that child care available at work and to have the environment where you could have a kid that would be nice. That would be... I think that's the way to go rather yeah. than freeze women's eggs. I don't think they have to be mutually exclusive. Because it is nice and it does give you freedom. Like, if that became more normalized, like, I mean, it's kind of like, why not? Why not do it just in case? You have so many healthy eggs when you're like 16, 17, 18, yeah. but who wants to have a baby then? Like, that's yeah. not a good yeah. idea. So if I feel like, I don't know, I don't really see a downside of it except for the fact that it seems to be the solution people are agreeing on instead of like getting to the root of the problem that is more yeah. systematic of like let's provide child care yeah let me ask this do you think that <laughs> do you think that society now puts or at least maybe the feminist movement at the moment puts so much weight on women getting ahead in business that um, and their careers that um, being a mother or being a woman that stays with the family is considered not as important. And so a woman is more willing to put a family on hold than a career. And so there and so 
women then become 40 or, you know, 50 and because society or because feminism has told them work, 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 you don't need a man, you don't need a family, that when they're getting to an older age that they're going, well, wait a minute, what happened that now I'm now basically society is telling women that that a career is more important than family to an extent. Mm, possibly that was more second wave feminism like but that's what i mean it is women are that kind of feminism. i'm not talking about all feminists there is a feminism that is like you don't need a man and you don't need and and you don't need a baby you are a woman and you can have a career in the workplace and there's enough women now that are doing that but when they get to be you know older and you know 40s 50s that then they look back and they go, well, wait a minute, was I led astray? Because now I want a baby and I want a man, and that's not viable. That's not as viable an option for me. I'm just this. I'm just, no, I know. I I I I don't really know the answer to that, but I can say personally, or I I think that there's something to the um, momentum that you have when you're starting a career right out of college. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you it, interrupt that right when you're 26 or 28, you're going to interrupt the... Uh, the You're going to be at a disadvantage with the men that are alongside you. They're going to get ahead and you're going to miss that train. <laughs> you yeah. know? And so you're kind of going to get stuck. And I think that's p- part of a motivator to stay at the workplace and not have a baby and to push it off to later because we do want to be as successful as our male counterparts. Yeah. Yeah. Something came, I just had like a really good question that I now can't remember when you were talking about that. Hmm. It I just, bet it was great. Yeah. It was well, maybe, really good. Well, I, what always kind of makes me think is like, you know, there's something very natural about a woman wanting to have a baby, right? And a woman wanting to nurture, right? Mm-hmm. For most women, mm-hmm. I'm not saying all. But now s- careers are completely societally that like careers don't really exist. They were man-made. Like mm-hmm. like people like a workplace doesn't that's all man-made. Right. So and it's all making money. What? So so now you're putting everything on being able to make money so that you can buy a car and a house and, and everything like that. Do pe- are people happier because they've nurtured an actual thing or because they've been able to get to a point where they have the most money in the car and the house? Well, I mean, I think we should start living in villages again. And I mean, everyone I would just like, too. honestly, like there's like one person who knows how to make a fire right. and then there's one person. Well, no, who I cooks. think everyone knows <laughs> How to make the fire? I couldn't the, make a fire. No, but I mean, if you're in the village, I don't think there's one guy that's the magician. That the can fire guy. But if one guy the can make guy. a fire, I'm not going to learn how to do it. He's oh yeah, the fire guy's sleeping. I guess I'll do we'll the rice. I got the rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rice woman. I, I would love to not have all these. All the I would love to just be. Um, I got. I don't know. I have these creative aspirations. But that yeah, but that's not career create creativity is not your career you can make things and be in things which you do which we all do and not make money from it well but i think there i think if you're keying in on money as the main aspect to that but i think a lot of it is like humans are engineered to want to innovate and push boundaries and like that's what separates humans from like um i don't know pigeons (laughs) (laughs) is that and that's the only thing (laughs) <laughs> and if the pigeons are not the innovators so i think that like if you're equating career just to like buy cars and have money but i think part of it is like we want a drive we want a, a mission like we are we want to innovate and that's why we created the wheel and that's why we like 
But you that's, know, or is that all to make things easier? Yeah, for ourselves? Are we, but so we could have babies. Are, yeah. So we can have babies. <laughs> none of us are in this room are engineers, and none of us. No, are. but we're innovators. Sure. What are we innovating though? Well, we're trying to like we're create blazing pathways. Yeah, and <laughs> we're trying yeah. to cre- you know we have a there is some innate drive. Just like some people really want to have a baby, some people really want to like create. Yes, but they shouldn't like Molly said about my other thing. They shouldn't be mutually exclusive. And so, but I yeah. think society, society, culture, and just they put it on us is. A woman, a, a woman can either start a family mm-hmm. or she can have a career. And yes, and when they have both, then there's a lot of like I've listened to your mom's episode where mm-hmm. it was like she had both, mm-hmm. but she missed missed out on the lot. Right. I ju- I wonder though if we are just stepping further and further by women being told, "Don't start a family, start a career. You can get ahead like the men get ahead." That that this next generation of women that are coming up are going to get. That now there's a business being being uh, created for women being able to freeze their eggs. Mm-hmm. Where now there's going to be a whole generation of women who at 50 years old maybe uh, realize, okay, now I'll start a family. But there's not going to be men that are going to be there. That it's going to become maybe, I'm just thinking of this now, mm. a new culture of single women fa- that have fatherless children. Mm. Because that's what we're going toward. You don't need a man... You, now you can have a career. And at 50, a woman will go, maybe, I want a baby, and not there will be no fathers around. So now you're going to have a new generation of babies that are fatherless. Hmm. There are single family homes, at least. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I don't think it'll spread like wildfire, like all over. You have to be, you have to have a lot of money. You have to have a lot of, you have to go through this not b- if this procedure. Becomes a, not if this becomes a real business. Yeah. I mean, that's what right. people do. And they just do. do it when you're 16. Like, oh, you got your period? Let's do it. But yeah. Silicon Valley is doing, if Silicon Valley is literally going, keep working, we'll pay for your aches to be frozen, then what you're setting a woman up for is a uh, single parent household that she'll be a woman will be older when she gives birth probably single and that will be that kid there will be a whole generation of kids in silicon valley with that life yeah but maybe that's okay she might not be single she might have a relationship yeah maybe but the truth of the matter is uh, this is the hard truth that a woman becomes less attractive to a man as she gets Mm. older for a reason because as you get older you can't bear children anymore so there's no reason for you to be attractive anymore right so i don't know it's just a weird it's a weird kind of thinking that people that i i wonder i wonder where this is gonna lead us well that's how i feel about all of society i I hate i do not like the direction we're going with any of the things that we're doing i want to go to a village too i do too yeah i want to just be on a farm and chill with my family don't you think with no internet with, with no, no internet. internet. But don't you think if we men and women went to go live in a village that most of the women would want to be at home cooking with the kids and then the guys going off and I know I would. I wouldn't be want to I wouldn't want to be hunting in the forest. Well, I, I get that think, you can do both. I don't think Matt would want to go hunt. I think <laughs> he would rather be at home cooking <laughs> well, with sure, the sure, kids. Well, sure, sure, sure. But I think that don't you think that societally we'd kind of go back to what we were before yeah, so, yeah, for culture. Well, yeah. maybe partly. I mean, only because like women men can't bear children. I think that's where we should be putting our money and resources. Is men, the babies. Is men yeah. being able to carry. Yeah, they to carry children. Up. 
They could poop them out. Yeah, why not? Honestly, <laughs> put them in the bowels. No. There actually is um, <laughs> no another um, moral dilemma about um, now that you can inseminate yourself. You know, you can get an egg donor, you can get a sperm donor, mm-hmm. um, and you can inseminate yourself. Should there be an age cutoff for women who want to inseminate themselves if they're still able to? I mean, I don't. I mean, that's just more controlling of women's bodies i don't yeah. know i don't know that'd be like telling him an 80 year old man that he couldn't he, have a kid yeah you're right and nobody does that that's so true yeah but you know your uterus you don't have to have your period to carry a baby that's true no there's women in i think in their 60s have yeah had kids but that's, you know, I know somebody who's 50 right now who is um, pregnant uh, it's, it's, with somebody else's embryo. Oh, interesting. It's more, I guess, like the health risks involved, you know, but if, yeah, if you're and then the a child not being not really having a parent that's young enough to take care of them or maybe you don't want the kid to become the parent. So I would say if if well, it doesn't I don't see it so much as age, but if a, if a mom uh, a, a woman is healthy and and vibrant that that it doesn't matter what age she is but it, as long as there is this promise of um being around for 18 years and not right. having the kid take having to take care of right, right. yeah but how do you really ever know because it's like you know people can die young too sure sure but you're i mean the odds yeah the odds aren't in your favor mm-hmm. at a certain I point don't, i i just i don't Everyone, sh- I don't know. I just feel like all of this egg freezing and 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 everything like that. It does open up a big can of worms for a new generation of women. I'm not saying in your case because I get because what I'm saying now is that that's becoming a lot more part of the dialogue now for right. young women. Is. Yeah, they but are. you don't yes. ever like think about freezing your eggs. No, I wouldn't. I, for, I don't. I don't like that. I don't. I don't want to be like pumped up with hormones and stuff like that. Like I just that's for me like a completely unnecessary like I'd rather adopt than have to deal with that for mm. no other reason. I don't like being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and going through medical procedures that I don't have to. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, hey, if the time's right and I have a baby, whatever life happens, deal yeah. with it, I guess. But it uh, also might not be something that the pressure might not be sort of weighing down on you at this moment yeah yeah. but i do know i'm positive that if i were to get older and not have a baby that i would be i would have that weight on my shoulders yeah but i don't think i will have that need as you had to actually be pregnant because i don't like being uncomfortable Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i just said (laughs) right (laughs) so um adopting would not be a crazy out of the question thing for me just back to the egg freezing thing and the money and the cost and all that stuff like i i mean it costs so much money and i took out a loan to do it Mm. and if i hadn't it's funny because i spent all this money and now i don't have any money and i want to use those eggs but to use those eggs i need another 15 grand so and who was that going to that money the doctors and the blood testing and the hormones. All oh my god, the the hormones that you inject yourself with are so expensive, and you do it at home. Why are they so much? I don't know. It's like four hundred bucks every time you inject yourself. But this is all going to pharmacy. I mean, oh yeah, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all. I don't know, man. So I do think insurance should cover it. <laughs> oh I don't know if it should. It should. It would cover it if it was something men had to do or wanted to do. It, yeah. 
Yeah, but you don't get insurance. You don't get insurance doesn't pay for going to like to get a massage. Erect. Well, so, yes, it does. Erect what? Erectile dif- dysfunction <laughs> is covered. Basically, what I don't think mm-hmm. insurance should cover is something you want to do. Erectile it's not, dysfunction. It's not necessary. Mm. It's not necessary to freeze your eggs, but if culture or your your business that you work for is going, but you can. I say that's a slippery slope. But then what about it covering like, you know, having the child, the actual birth? That's an act. That's actually a medical thing that's happened to you. That's actually your if a business says we'll pay for you to freeze your eggs so you can keep working for us. I think that's weird. I think that's super weird because that's all about money. That's going we want you to continue working for us so that we can make money. But I don't think they're like putting pamphlets on your t- on every woman's table saying like, "Hey, just so you know." I bet you the more s- dialogue, I bet the more more becomes part of the culture, the more that will become Maybe. a thing. Maybe I don't know. It's I don't know. It's all up in the air. I just wonder. I just wonder. Mm. It's all this technology stuff. The more we reinvent the wheel, um, <laughs> <laughs> the more we invent possibilities to make things easier and make things more you know i can work and have a baby if i use these new technological advances the more we're just given to the government to control us hmm. mm, i think you are. i don't know about that i don't know I, I, but, but, but see i usually would say like no use <laughs> I, I was gonna say um you're what was i gonna say well, I think it's, I mean, in this case, I feel like it's giving women more freedom to like pave their own paths. And like someone like Molly is able to, sure, feel, you know, go yeah. through a process. And it's, yes, I, I think, think case by case, yes. But when you, when you blanket it as should young women be told about this egg freezing thing from an early age and given that as an option, I think that's a little, I think that's setting up yeah. for failure yes yeah. it's giving them freedom now but it's not giving them freedom later how is it not giving them freedom later because it's setting them up it's setting it's going you can have all this now but not giving them the repercussions at the end mm-hmm. but then you'll have a kit but but maybe the eggs won't be viable in the future right. um we're not saying that you'll meet a man and 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 uh, right or a woman yeah i always thought when i froze my eggs that oh i'll have a couple years i'll have a man by then and he can help me with mm-hmm. the ivf process and right we'll use his yeah. sperm and and his money and even if i don't have success in my career i'll be okay but i'm here i am a few years later i'm like oopsies right now i don't know what i'm gonna do you're giving women the promise of time but you're not giving but them but i swear that time this last few years were so great for me i and that but i'm saying case by case absolutely but yeah when well, you're that, just giving them autonomy to decide for themselves what they want to do now insurance does cover when it, let's say you get you find out you have cancer or mm-hmm. something before you get your chemotherapy or something you can free, freeze your eggs so that your eggs aren't damaged and they do the insurance covers that that's nice for when you're like yeah that's you're really 25 nice. years old and all that but that again is is a that's necessary a unique, procedure yeah and yeah. that's a really unique it's not situation like a, what do they call that the uh, one uh, elective yeah right elective right right procedure right um there's a lot to think about. Well, in, in vitro, of- too, also. I mean, like, should insurance be covering in vitro for couples who in, and can't get pregnant? And most insurance does. Oh, interesting. But not, I, I think at offices and stuff like that, with real jobs. But no, my personal insurance doesn't cover that. 
And what do they cover the cost of? Some of them will cover like three rounds of in vitro fertilization, the whole thing. And that'll be a ton wow. of money. But some people wow. will have 10 rounds and it's like 30000 a pop. <laughs> That's so expensive. And some insane. people will, somebody suggested to me um, to get a real job so that I could get insurance to do this. And I can't. I, what would you Why? do? You're not allowed. I don't know. They what want... the fuck would I do? I'm, I've worked in an office before. It's not like I'm incapable. I'm a smart human, but like, <laughs> yeah, I just don't well, know. It might be soul sucking to you. Starbucks? Would they cover it? <laughs> you started working full time at Starbucks. Working at the, the devil. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I, it makes you wonder. Are we just getting further away from what we truly want as human beings? Yeah, that's... And I think we are. Because look, if you just look, the most common thing is like, oh, we're all looking down at our phones. Yes, we have more information than we've ever had. And we're more in communication with each other than we ever have. But are we happier? No. So the more the more choices we have, the more options, I think the more unhappy we get. But then can't we just get rid of some of the other things and keep this one... You know what I mean? But that choice, that option, that that feels like of all the bad directions we could be going, that seems like a fun, a good one to have in the mix rather than, yeah. oh, I don't know. Because it gives you more AI options. And, yeah, AI. I just, I, I, if you, I'm scared if, of all If we that. lived on a culture where you didn't need those options, where you didn't do things to be able to buy things, you didn't do things to be able to get ahead, that mm. you just lived your life in your village in your community and you yeah. and you were able to do what you wanted creatively or you know you, you were the guy that built the fire and that that fulfilled you that yeah. that you know ignited your own fire oh girl oh my god i think we'd be a lot i think we'd be a lot happier i think people would be a lot happier if they were if everything was taken away and we had to fend for ourselves i think you should start a, a movement a cult and we'll all follow you to I Washington don't think so. State. I don't think no. so. Okay, well, this is very interesting. I think there's a lot of, like, moral ambiguity surrounding all this fertility stuff. I do have one little thing to say about the egg donor yeah. conundrum. I am going to interview that. I, I have an interview with a girl who um, is a daughter of a sperm donor and was able to find 20 siblings and... Uh, and then they all found their dad, and they're all friends now, and they all just had a family reunion. <laughs> and I'm what interviewing her. We're interviewing her on Thursday, right? Yeah, I think. What's yeah, the dad think? Um, he might be a guest too. She said she's going to ask him. Oh if, my god, if he that would wants... be wonderful. I'd listen yeah. to that. Yeah, <laughs> this guy just being like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see if I can get him too. Yeah, that's so insane. Families come in all different shapes and sizes, and they all didn't know who who he was until they were eighteen. And what what if he was George Clooney? Oh Oh my my god! Wouldn't that be fun? Clooney, before he got his big break, decided to just go into the sperm bank and just (laughs) probably. And then Clooney's kids. Some famous people who've done that. Clooney's kids. Yeah, new the new series. But it'll be interesting to talk to that girl to find out if she felt like there was a void for eighteen years and how her mother told her and all that stuff. Because yeah, I just don't have that experience. I don't know what it's like for those kids. I'm sure there's baby books now for like. Yeah, absolutely. I came from a. My dad, (laughs) like when I go to school each day, the kids all sit and play. (laughs) But I wonder where my father is. All day, all day, all day. (laughs) Oh God! Some all the live long day. Some fathers are there for their kids. Some some were adopted. Some were um, uh, 
Some were put in their mama's belly. My dad came from a bank all the way from New Delhi. New Delhi. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Daddy, Daddy. That's the book called Daddy, Daddy. Where are you? Where are you? Daddy. There's a deep, dark hole in me. Will you come find me? <laughs> well, gosh. Forward by Maria Blasucci. Yeah, we'll just have this podcast play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you press the button. Uh, so let's shift gears to um to dear big one sure i didn't yeah. read this one before i sent you so let's hope that it is uh a zinger yeah okay let's see dear big ones i absolutely love your podcast and i was wondering if you could help me out with a little big one i'm 22 years old and will soon be moving internationally to start my first non-customer service job as an english teacher in sweden mm. it's currently about three months before i move away and i find myself in a romantic predicament <gasps> i'm on a dating app um, feel free to buzz market Tinder if that gives context to the story. Yes, it <laughs> and does. have been going on casual dates with a couple of people. I do not want to start a full fledged relationship due to my move. However, I started talking with a guy who I think I am really compatible with. This person doesn't know that I am moving away as we've only recently started messaging. The conversations have started getting more personal and relationshipy, sharing dilemmas and the like, mostly on his end. I don't want to hurt his feelings or make more out of this than it is by bringing up the move or saying something like, "Don't fall in love with." me kid but i feel like i owe him an explanation so my question in a nutshell is how much information do i owe a tinder match would i owe him more if i met him offline help sincerely app happy annie wow um p.s i'm imagining you guys as the simpsons aliens as i'm writing this (laughs) did she say she was in canada um, I don't know. She- Why do you know her? Yeah. Oh God, I know Annie. Uh, um, no, she didn't say anything about Canada. She's going to Sweden. Um, I don't think, in a nutshell, you don't owe these people anything. But yeah. if you know, it's there's no problem with saying like, FYI, I'm moving out of the country. Yeah, I'm not sure why you don't want to tell him. Yeah, I think you do. I, I don't think you owe anyone anything until, like, if you start talking with this guy and you do feel like a, a deeper thing starting, then, yeah, I think you owe it to the person to go like, hey, like, just so you know, whatever this becomes, whatever this is, just sidebar it. I'm moving to Sweden, so-and-so time. Yeah, Um. I think that you might want to tell him, though, before you meet him in case he's on Tinder looking for something more serious and you don't want to waste his time. Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't like going on a date with somebody um, and I don't know. I I just it just it might waste his time. He might get all I don't know. I don't know if guys get excited and want to have long term relationships from Tinder, but. And I also don't think that it's weird if you tell him. I don't think yeah. that's going to make it yeah. seem too serious or anything. I think this is a big thing in your life. And if you guys are having a fun back and forth conversation, it's completely natural for you to say, like, I'm moving out of the country. Or bring it up just, like, off the cuff. Just, like, not like, hey, by the way, just be like, I'm so excited. Like, in, a you know, three months, I'm moving to Sweden to teach English and engage his reaction. Yeah, because that way it's not like, hey, we need to talk. It's just like, this is happening in my life. Mm -hmm. Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're feeling a connection, but they haven't even met. So this is very early. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's maybe he's moving to Sweden, too. Maybe he's got the same dilemma. (laughs) Wouldn't that be fun? (laughs) Wouldn't that be fun? They're both teaching English at the same school. What? Well, now that's now not. And then they're competing. Into. Then they're competing. And then he gets ahead. And then she tries to get. She can't get pregnant because. Freeze your eggs. Freeze your eggs. That's what. <laughs> Annie, freeze, freeze your, your eggs. eggs. <laughs> um, 
just bring it up casually, but don't. Yeah, you don't, don't have to it. tell him, but but there's no reason why you shouldn't. No, and communication is is good, Jeez. always good. Why not yeah. just be upfront with people? Yeah, yeah, d- yeah. As long don't, you don't have to tell. You know, just if you feel a connection with a guy and you feel like maybe just bring it up casually. Who cares? At the end of the day, who cares? You're going to Sweden. Yeah. I know there's a lot of beautiful men in Sweden. Ooh, they're too beautiful for me. Yeah, Ooh. but. Just right for me. <laughs> Tall, lean. They wear suits, little scarves. Suits and scarves? Yeah. I don't know. A guy with a scarf I can't quite get on board with. Unless it's like he's in the snow. But I've just... Oh. Just a scarf dang- dangling there. But then he wouldn't be wearing a suit in the snow. I like a little tight-knit scarf. A short one. A short, a short tight-knit? What, what doesn't what? even go all the way like around your ascot? neck? an ascot? Yeah, you, they kind of just drape it around their neck and it, it hangs down. For what purpose, though? It, I think it gives keeps their neck a little warm. Like hair, because they they're not allowed to have long hair. Yeah, they're not allowed to have long hair. <laughs> Men are not allowed <laughs> to have long hair. That's funny. A guy with long hair doesn't need scarves. Uh, you know what? I got to say something about this uh, Tinder thing, actually. Mm-hmm. If I was on Tinder looking for a relationship, I'm putting myself in the guy's shoes, and I'm not saying that he's looking for a relationship, but if I was... And, um, and I spent all this time developing some sort of a relationship over, like over the app and not having met the person, but we're, we're just talking all the time. I'm super excited to meet them. I'm having feelings about them. And then I meet them and I really like them in person. And then they tell me that they're moving away in a month or two. I'm like, why the fuck did you not tell me that Mm -hmm. sooner? I just sort of. I don't know. I think you're you're really right. Yeah. You know, I really think you should just be upfront because it's leading them on. Otherwise, it's like being married, basically, and going like, "Oh, by the way, I've got a I've got a wife and kids that I have to kind of get back to. I'm on vacation, yeah. Yeah. but I'm going to be going back to my real yeah, life." Yeah, it's misleading. It's misleading. Mm-hmm. So go for it. Tell him it's not tell a big him. deal to tell him. Yeah, you might not end up meeting because of it, and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay too because it wouldn't have worked out. Yeah, because yeah. well, you're moving to Sweden anyway. There are plenty of Swedish fish in the sea. Oh my god, oh, nice. isn't that good? That's isn't really that good? good. That's so good. That's isn't really that good? good. Well, good luck with that, and enjoy moving to Sweden. Yes, have fun. Thanks for having me, you guys. Thanks, Molly. Yeah, and thanks for talking about all this. Yeah. I, I hope that this felt like a good. Everyone felt like it was a good conversation. Sorry, right. I felt a little checked out. Oh gosh, Amanda, we didn't Did you know. Notice? No, where were you? Well, I was just like trying to wrap my head around. I mean, it, it was a lot. lot. It's we, a lot. It was a bigger. It was a bigger thing to look at. It wasn't a small scenario. Yeah, and we just, jumped around it a little bit too, and we didn't do any improv. But which is fine. I think you know some episodes are going to be one way, some episodes are going to be another. Well, way. and to be honest, I feel like a lot of the things we touched upon could be their own scenarios like i think the egg freezing thing is really interesting and i'm you know really interested in all of these fertility issues and how the technology um you know because there is a lot of moral ambiguity around this new technology anytime there is new innovations in technology so it was a jumping off episode where we just we found different things that maybe in future episodes we'll go into but this one was just kind of a Checking, maybe we were, we were, you were checked out, but we were checking in. Wow. <laughs> I know. Am I still on fire? You're on fire. You're on fire. And I think it allowed me to relax a little too much, yeah. to be honest. 
But listen to Spermcast, guys. Oh yeah, it's Spermcast. really, really in, an enjoyable listen. And yeah. uh, when does it come? It comes out Tuesday. It's every Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Very okay, let's wrap up. Thanks for listening. No, Amanda, we gotta get. Where can people find Molly? Oh, okay. You Look guys. at her. She's pissed that I just said it. Look at her. I'm not, I'm not pissed. I, you got. <laughs> Oh, I have to say, last time I was here, you guys told all your listeners to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh-huh. It was so great. I got a boost, and then I finally got past a thousand. That's Yay! great. So thank Ooh, you, you all you big great. ones, listeners. You, guys, you are awesome. Listeners. You we sure very do. Good listeners. You do. Um, and also, don't forget to um, subscribe, rate, and review uh, the big ones, guys, because really it really us. does help. We, we've been at a standstill there. I think we've been at 137 reviews oh. for a long time. Oh, come on, you guys. You yes. can do it. It's that so would weird really because help us. sometimes it's hard to figure out how to do it on your phone. But if you look on iTunes um, on your computer, uh-huh. it's, it's easy so as easy. Pie. I don't know why it's so hard on my phone. I anyway okay but you can find me you guys (laughs) you can find Spermcast on all the uh, you know podcast apps it's Sperm and Cast okay great Spermcast and then um, you can follow Spermcast on all the social stuff Twitter and Facebook and Instagram Instagram shows all the pictures of my guests and um, stuff like that um, you can email me at spermcast at gmail.com or you can follow me on all those things as well with just by my name Molly Hawkey H-A-W-K-E-Y well, that's thorough. Thank you. Uh, and <laughs> you can uh, follow the big ones on Twitter at the Big Ones Pod, and then uh, Gmail. Please send us your big ones, uh, or if you have a dear big ones, uh, uh, the Big Ones Podcast at Gmail dot com is where you send those to. And we've got a Patreon page that we would love to get you guys on board with. Um, we've got a lot of Patreon subscribers, but we need more. And um, you get a merchandise discount with your Patreon subscription. You get a bunch of bonus content, an extra episode uh, a month with with you get to send in uh, whatever. Just join the Maria's Patreon getting page. tired now. You, you get, I'll, I'll take over here. You send you get to send us in your personal dear big one dilemmas, and we answer them specifically with an, a bonus episode. Once a month, and if we get up to 500 Patreon subscribers, we will be doing two bonus episodes a month. So what wow. are we at now, Maria? Do you know? I think we're about at, uh, almost at 400. Hell so another yeah, hundred of, Another 100 of you, and that's two bonus big ones a month, okay? Plus content, up the wazoo, merch, yeah, I love it. I'm a subscriber, and I listen Thank to you. all that extra content, and I love it. Thanks, Thank Molly. you, Molly. You're Thank welcome. You. Sometimes it's phoned in. But not only once was it phoned in. Oh my gosh. Literally. From Swiss. Swiss. Well, I actually really thought that was fun. We did a whole Would You Rather that was cheese connected. Yeah. I I learned a lot. Yes. Mm -hmm. I had no idea about um, some of Amanda's views on cheese. (laughs) Yes. And there are many. (laughs) Well, guys, thank you so much for listening, Molly. Thank you for having me. And thanks. Oh, you'd like to do the. And uh, thanks, everyone out there, for listening to The Big One.